Hi, everyone, and welcome to a little episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and today we are talking about the Canadian hero Drake and the brand new project Scary Hours 2, the little EP that he has building up to the new album that I don't remember the name of, but we're going to review it. Why? Because it took like a decade, but... I've become a Drake fan. Like, I fucks with Drake. That's what happened to me. It went from this era where I was a Drake hater. And I made fun of Drake. And I just didn't understand Drake. But then as I got a little bit older and I started getting more nostalgic, I realized how many, how many memories, how many things that are positive experiences in my life are attached to that dude's music. And it's a surprisingly large amount of great memories that nostalgia has invaded. And then I started caring more about pop music again because pop music is kind of blessed. And I mean, he's such a good pop artist. Like, if you don't think Drake's a good pop artist, it's because, like, I guess maybe you don't evaluate pop the same way I do. Now, I understand the whole world wants to put Drake in their boxes and their labels and judge him on the skill sets and the metrics they are, but I can tell you one fucking thing. I'm listening to Drake more than almost anybody these days when I go pick somebody to throw on for easy listening and grind shit, so I'm excited for new Drake. Words that I swear, if you go <laughs> if you go watch my old album reviews on fucking Drake, it's almost like I feel preposterous saying this shit, but here we are in this new world where... I'm not excited to listen to a Drake project and like get into it. Um, I don't know what it sounds like. Haven't heard it yet. Um, basically, all I have going into it is anticipation and curiosity and the feature list in front of me as we see over here on Genius. And uh, I also care a lot about what y'all think about the Drake project. You know, if you're watching this and you have an opinion on it, let me know what you think, where you're at in your relationship with Drake all the different stuff if you happen to be watching it live while the track is being played i'll have a little chit chat with it with y'all and we can like interact over there so feel free to throw your comments if we're live um and yeah we can we can definitely explore the new little three for together it's called scary hours too which is obviously a fucking follow-up to that twofer he dropped before the last project which i think was called scary hours or something fucking very similar so title on the cover don't do a damn thing for me it's just some promotional material that's a little slick it's a little slick i'll give it to you it looks a little spooky see a little spookiness going on over here fair enough i literally don't have anything more to say about that um but i'm excited to give it a little listen so on that note everybody why don't we move into that part where we take we just move on to let's talk about the first track on this project this song is called what's next all right yo here we are the first of the drake Pooh songs i I really like this What's Next is doing all the things I think I want out of a Drake song um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm on that like trying to boss up tip you know but I also want to try to like kind of feel like a good time I want to move and fucking vibe to it and when I listen to what he's saying here it's like it just sounds like he's embracing where he's at in life at the pinnacle of success and unlike the complainingness and the whining and the like you know not appreciating you know fans or whatever he's just kind of going mm, i think uh i think i understand where i'm at in life and I'm, I'm just announcing to the world that we going in new directions so i feel like it's almost like a way to just point out that his life's basic it's blasé we're not going to maybe go into the same future level of details that we would have maybe got he embraces the fact that he's not 
maybe as humanistic as he used to be on this track and instead he has now hit this level of fucking success and just kind of like running with it i just feel like it's fine i mean lyrically it's it's all right it flows proper i mean it's not like it's saying anything like stupid and it's not necessarily saying anything amazing but it's saying a bunch of shit that i think he really fucking feels like literally to be able to go out and have all this crazy shit happen and you know like just rolling with it the flow is impeccable though like right away you just want to sing the chorus you know <laughs> you just want to fucking vomit it like i'm making the change today that they could be taking the pain away i heard you you know like ah it's just too fucking catchy on the beat it just blends with his voice so fucking perfectly and the vibe of the song i don't know maybe i'm just in the right place in life for this kind of a vibe that he seems to be on this kind of jaded bored but like, yo, I'm still ready to take on the world and do what I gotta do vibe. Yo, this feels like upbeat grind music for hustlers trying to make some shit happen, but like maybe not in tapping into some of the archetypes of the other versions of this music. It really is just him flexing like he's doing fucking great, but from a place of, I mean, facts. So I enjoyed this. I enjoy the chorus. I enjoy the repetition of it. I enjoy the verses. I don't. I like the fact that he didn't try to go like too crazy in any direction. He just made everything exactly what he needed to be on this song. It's definitely in that four and a half to five range because I fucking want to listen to it right now. I almost don't want to hear the next song because I would be very content listening to what's next one more time. That would make for a shitty show. I acknowledge that. We are gonna listen to the next track though. Let's look at this long ass credits list, which is fine, man. The guy's like a fucking machine. Where's the fucking songs? Oh, right over here. And anyway, next up on this project, it's Wants and Needs. Honestly, I was not expecting to enjoy this song with Lil Baby as much as I did because sometimes my prejudiced old man exists inside of me and I see things like Lil Baby and I want to instantly dislike it and it's the facts of a situation. But... What ended up happening here is the opposite. Like, Drake comes with this dry-ass flow. And I think I really fuck with the dry-ass flow because I think a lot of people are some tired of some shit, you know? And I feel like that in there. And again, he says some flossy shit with it. But, like, it almost feels like responding to the criticism or come with a classic to come around you just and lay and say it's a sleeper. And it's, it is kind of shit what happened to him. I mean, it's literally what I fucking did <laughs> at the beginning of this review is acknowledge that he did not get the the just dues that he deserved from me but yeah the flow is nice but what i really love is the way the beginning part of that verse just rides that beat i, I don't know maybe it was the intoxication of my brain in the moment or not but like it felt like this weird auditory effect of drake and the da 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 is kind of just blending under it where you know, drake was absolutely in the pocket and on rhythm but it almost felt like the beat was moving and dancing under him and he was just wavy with it which i thought was a super cool effect and don't often notice things like that then it just kind of like slams him with the drums and the drums start to like orient you as he like pooms into the second and third parts of it but yo something somebody said to me is the 12 bar verse is big and check it man that's all he's doing here and it's just fucking tight and it fits perfect with the style and i wonder what happens to the 16 in pop music but still as we got a 12 here and i fucking like it uh, but he compliments it with that killer chorus, man. Oh, my word. Drake knows how to, like, sink that shit in and make the ear go poop. The earworm. I was trying to say an earworm because, yo, shut up, political panda, for using that term. Somebody called one of my songs an earworm one time. It was a huge compliment. Google that shit. Um, but I like it. I feel like it's honest. I like the fact that he's kind of complicated and he's dealing with the wealthy life in his world. And he's not trying to front it. He's not trying to flaunt it. He's just 
almost nonchalant bored about it just just casually speaking about how he's got millions and women and this shit but it's not like he cares what you think and i think that's what makes it interesting is i feel how little he gives a shit like he's just sharing this to share it because he's given us a gift and that's like the attitude i think he exudes on that chorus and i find it very attractive and interesting the little baby verse is great he does the first half on some flossy my life is better than your shit but then really backs it up with some fucking business talk you know like literally getting to a point where he's putting on for his people he's got his artists he's making some moves and he's it's not just vapid i i have the fun lifestyle and i think that's something that's worth pointing out is it's not often that like people back that shit up followed it up uh with the like actual yo but like don't get it twisted i'm i'm doing some real shit in my life and i feel like that's cool he took this opportunity to tell the whole world i'm fun but I grind hard and kind of backed it up in like a, a, a seriously interesting way. Like, you know, giving the lady's daughter <laughs> fucking Birkins or whatever. I like the song a lot. I, I really think it's cool. And one of my favorite lines is when little baby goes, I'm screaming out, YOLO, that's the motto. Or it's still the motto. And it's like, yo, that's some Drake shit from back in the day. And I, I have to admit, the motto is a pretty good song. And I used to make fun of him for the YOLO shit. But I mean maybe i just misinterpreted what the fuck that meant and it really means something more profound like live responsibly because you only live once and it's a fucking great motto after all anyway i'm gonna throw this on a 4.5 i don't think it's as good as the other one i like it a little less but i also think it's pretty much in the same tier and i would totally fuck with it again um but there's still one more track on this project for us to bum and it's the lemon pepper freestyle and uh yeah let's go listen to that hey. I think we can say that that is like 13 straight minutes of that one song and I'm not even tired of it yet. I was going to get the little heart on uh, Spotify and make my regular rotation. That's the whole fucking project. Um, yo, thank y'all for, for sticking through it for those on the lot. That's blessed. But this song is also really, really amazing. And I like the the open honesty of it. And I like the juxtaposition of Young Boss on Little Baby to Rick Ross being Old Boss. Because let's be real, he's kind of Old Boss these days. And just having that different on it and how everybody is just kind of like, first of all, Rick Ross's flow is pristine. His voice is proper. Everything he does on this is wonderful. I like the vibe he sets and he just sounds like this classy ass motherfucker doing his thing and just kind of enjoying the fruits of his labor. And we can all hate or love Rick Ross all we want. But I remember when he was a joke to a lot of people. Rick Ross is a very successful person today that a lot of people respect that puts on for a lot of people. So shout out Rick Ross for being the real boss type, you know? I love the little pause between the first and second verse. Um, I'm torn on the vocal sample. It's all right. It's nice. It's not my favorite, but it's all right. Um, but it's still like, it still kind of conveys this language though. I'm trying to get under my pressure because yeah, like pressure is a fascinating thing that I don't think people would necessarily understand until the scope of their life starts to shift in more positive directions and it instantly gets exponentially harder, but you're not necessarily mentally prepared for certain things. And then I try to picture what it's actually like to be somebody like Drake sometimes, to have to live in a house like that, to have to do all these things, to have to go through what he goes through on a regular, all the comments, the memes that, and maybe you can say he loves it or hates it, but I don't think anybody knows, including Aubrey. Like, this is just his life, and he just plays the role that he's been given, and it's like he, he's accepted it. Like, everything that he says in this verse, and it's a very, very long verse, it's just so nonchalant again. Like, 
let me tell you what my life is really like type shit to like you know thinking on it when he's young and the corny shit that floats around and then looking at all of the people moving in his life and the money and the the ambiance of where he lives and just all sorts of shit like reflecting like remember when i rapped about trying to make it shit i mean i'm fucking drake (laughs) it's implausible that i won't make it like i just put out bullshit and it'll work um and now he's got this fame and i like the fact that like he kind of does some shit that Eminem i think tried to do where he expresses like I don't know how to like be new or interesting or enjoy this like I used to, you know, like the excellence, the like the famous disconnected from excellence. Half the time I got to ask what their profession is. So on his line, he looks at the world and his place and how he got there. And now he looks around and sees what he sees. And I don't know. But I like the fact that like he, he's talking about these things to have to like point out what it's like to feel like the world is fake and then to do shit like to be real i never even committed a crime or you know all these people are fucking weird when they talk them about like parent teacher interviews and fucking like did you meet beyonce's and shit and needing all these people around like yo it's like he pours his heart and his soul out and just talks about so many so many just different things with us that like he cares about and there's certain elements of this where it's like you know what drake's pretty fucking blessed like the way he thinks the way he lives like he clearly knows how to handle wealth in a way that's classy that like he can make these songs and you know what like i feel inspired that like not everyone is a fucking asshole in that realm like yeah he asked for money but because yo these people try to play him like when you really look into the shit and how much money they make off of him versus how much they pay him and it's like yo i have to ask for millions to prove my worth that's a fucking weird place to be in life meanwhile it's back on that dry nonchalant tone and he pauses and it's like it feels almost off the dome like just stream of consciousness i don't know if he wrote it or not i don't really care i think it was just a wonderful fucking experience to listen to this and it really complimented it and i feel like this was a really smart choice so i'm gonna give this a fucking five because i've played it twice in full and i want to hear it again and shit's six minutes long so it is what it is this is a beautiful fucking little th- uh, three for ep the thing about this ep is i think it was a good way to like test the waters not test the waters but get us used to what's about to come tone wise from jake let it let us know what it is like we're not on that scorpion kiki do you love me shit no more we're in a new drake this is a new vibe and if we all study what he did marketing wise he probably is maybe puts these songs on the album maybe he doesn't probably not maybe they're on the deluxe but like we got this taste for it so now we can digest this sound and then when he drops the album in the future we've already got acclimated to dry jaded drake right so now we're all gonna appreciate the album just a little little bit more because he made the excellent move of dropping this little ep and giving us a splash of the different tones and directions we can kind of expect on an album and why wouldn't he do that he's a motherfucking professional with all the resources in the world to tell him the right ways to make the good strategic choices in the modern era to get us to do it so motherfuckers should be watching what Drake's doing here because this is brilliant shits that we could all learn from. Yo, how long has he been waiting on this? He's been talking about this motherfucking album being done for a minute. Maybe he just wanted to make this EP. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But yo, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by this project. I'm impressed by how bossy sounds, how fucking serious he is, how dry the tone is. I am impressed. Like, 
I've never heard a new Drake project and been this fucking excited to go listen to when the album's coming. So straight up, this shit's like a 4.5 to 5, like in quality. It's an EP. It is totally not the same as a full album. I'm not even trying to put those numbers the same, but like a lot of people can bang out a three-track perfection like that. Not everyone, but it can be done a lot quicker than a 10-track perfection. Still, great project. And I like the fact that he does all these like short verses and then goes, yeah, fuck all of you. Here's the longest rapidly rap, rap, rap verse in, in a sense, but it's really not boring. And I was really engaged with the content. And I think Drake flexed on us all. <laughs> I think Drake said, fuck all of you and just flexed on us all. And it was impressive. And I'm so grateful that that happened. So yeah, that's the end of this one. I'm gonna just wrap up the part I'm keeping on YouTube. So yo, thank y'all for watching for reals though. I totally appreciate that shit. Um, let me know what you think in the comments, what you're feeling about this Drake. If you think he's also a marketing genius, which come on, he's he's been in Billboard for a decade. Okay, like, come on. Um, nah, but for real, Drake, I'm impressed. That's all I can say about that. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe, like, do the comment thing. Uh, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail, Gadamsey, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, and Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. Support will be due if you're on Twitch and you had the Amazon Prime. Hit that subscribe. Feel free. And if not, if you're in the future, patreon.com slash behind that sue wherever you are. On that note, this has been this has been a little fun for me to record, everybody. So, y'all, live long and prosper, everyone. <laughs>